and we're living in a society today that puts so much emphasis on how the way you look. People are getting like lip jobs and like <laughs> big eyelashes and like spending thousands on dollars on clearing up their skin and like like going on insane diets. It's just that needs to stop. And I think having alopecia is going, like leading society in a better direction. If you are okay with it and you're showing your true self to people, they will appreciate that and it will. And in some ways, it will help society, like, kind of rethink. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Alopecia Project. This is the podcast that uncovers the world of alopecia, an autoimmune condition that results in various patterns of hair loss. I'm your host, Sarah Adams, and in today's episode, I'll be interviewing Trista Sue. Trista is a Toronto-based filmmaker who's had alopecia since she was 10 years old. She's used the condition as inspiration to create and star in her own movie, Foxy. Trista, it's so good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited because my first in-person one. Otherwise, oh. I've been doing it over Skype, so it's nice to... Yeah. Well, it's an honor to be here. <laughs> meet, wow. meet people in person. We actually met today for the first time at a CANAF event, so that was very exciting. And we spent the morning talking to different people who have alopecia and, and a support group, and it was really fun. It was really cool. It's like my first time attending one of these, and it's really beautiful just to see so many people who went through the exact same thing in one room. Yeah. It is. And it's nice to see so many bald people. I mean, like, <laughs> exactly that. It's just mm-hmm. nice to see people who look like you. Yeah. So that being said, do you want to talk about yourself and when you got alopecia and what that journey was like for you? Yeah, for sure. So at the age of 10, I started to lose my hair and it was terrifying. My parents were terrified. I was terrified. Within four months, I lost all of my hair and I was in summer. So like going back to school um, in September was really hard because like half my hair was gone and that I just really didn't want to talk about anyone. So I like hit it with bandanas and no one brought it up. I didn't bring it up. It was just very awkward. But then as my hair started to fall out more, I couldn't hide it anymore. And then um, my parents kind of talked to my teacher and she wanted to do a presentation in front of the class about my alopecia. And it was kind of like they discussed it and I wasn't really, they did ask me if it was okay. And I'm like, I didn't want to, but it just happened. Oh, my God. You have to do a presentation. I didn't have to, but the teacher had Oh, the teacher wanted to. The teacher wanted to do a presentation in the yeah. class because it got to the point where I couldn't hide it anymore. Yeah. And she wanted, like, the worst day of my entire life. I didn't want it to happen, A. B, yeah. the way she did it was just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? She's like, oh, somebody in this class has alopecia. This is, that must she be really awkward. She made a PowerPoint about it. It was really cute. Was, she meant well by it. She, made, she meant well. But there was a PowerPoint about what alopecia was. And there was like photos of people with bald spots and stuff, like really like unflattering photos. Um, it was just, I was just shaking the entire time. I didn't say one word. And everyone was like looking at me at the corner of their eye in the class. And no one said a word to me about it. Like, it was hush-hush. Even after the presentation, no one brought it up, and I didn't say anything either, so it was just very uncomfortable. I think she meant well by it, but I think there could have been a better way to do that. Yeah. So, what? how old were you when, did you say, when you got it? You were... I was 10, 10? turning 11, so I was, like, 11 when all my hair was out. Wow. my head. And, and eyebrows, eyelashes, everything. That's crazy. So then you, you lost it at 11, and you... Or 10, and now you just haven't had hair since? Right, so... Yeah, so now I'm 22, and um, when I was 15, all of my hair in my head grew back. 
not my eyebrows and eyelashes, but all my hair grew back. And then within two months, it all fell out again. It was, like, traumatic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She must have been so excited when it came back. I was very excited, but there was a part of me that I was, like, it could fall out again. I was skeptical. I'm always a skeptical person. When it fell out again, that was the last straw. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to hope for hair again. If it, falls, if it comes back, like, there's a chance. Like, I just didn't. And then in university, my eyebrows and eyelashes grew back, like, first year, which is really wow. amazing. I'm very happy and very grateful for that. And they stayed till now. So that's awesome. What was it like kind of growing up and, and hiding it from people? Because you said you didn't tell yeah. anybody. Yeah, I didn't tell a single person. It was just uh, uncomfortable. It was, just, it was weird. And I wish I didn't do that. But it made me the person I am today. And I don't regret anything, but it was definitely not needed. Like, yeah. I definitely could have talked to a few people about it. It would have been healthy, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and kind of looking back now, you do this really, really amazing film called Foxy about mm-hmm. alopecia. Can you tell me the story? Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah, around. that's kind of why I said that made me the person I am today. And I think if I wasn't so secretive about it, I wouldn't have made this film. And this film is an amazing thing that happened in my life. It completely changed my life. And I'm... I think it affected other people's lives as well, which is, like, the most amazing part. The film is really amazing. So for people who haven't watched it, they definitely, definitely should. Yeah, stay tuned uh, for future screenings. (laughs) (laughs) It's not out yet. Um, Yeah, that was a really crazy process. That was the first time I spoke publicly about it because I had to pitch the idea in front of my class because it was for thesis project. So what made you decide you wanted to do it about alopecia? Um, So I got to a point. It was... How I was like 19, 20, and I was getting to a point where I was getting like antsy and like all of my actions about hi- like everything just was like crazy to me. I'm like, what am I doing? And like I was I was sick of hiding it. And then at the same time I was getting at the same time I was starting to feel this way. We had to pitch an idea for a project, and then me and my roommate, who was like the only person who really knew, or like my, not the only person, my only friend, should I say, my only friend that like I openly talked to and like she saw me bald. She she's like, why don't we do it about alopecia? And I'm like, no. Like, are you nuts? Like, absolutely not. Like, what? Like, it's not interesting. Like, no one cares about this. Like, I don't want to. The more I thought about it, I'm like, I need to take this chance because I wouldn't have a chance to do something just like this ever again. So, can you talk a, bit, a little bit about what the movie is about and and yeah, the process there? So it's about a girl. So originally, I wanted it to be a documentary, um, which it kind of is, as you probably noticed. Yeah. But there's more to it. Like we. I want it to be more entertaining. I want it to be more unique. So we put a story with it, which happens to be my own personal journey with having alopecia. And that is this premise of the film about a girl who hides it and doesn't tell anyone about it, including her boyfriend, which has happened to me. And um, about her journey, about kind of opening up to others about it. And scattered throughout her story are interviews of real people. A lot of them are a part of the KNF. And they're telling their stories through it, and it's just a really emotional, like, cute little film. <laughs> what was it like interviewing people? I mean, like, I do this for the podcast, and for right. me, it's very, like, it's such a cathartic experience. It's really nice just to hear other people's stories. I, was that the same for you? So that was my favorite part of the process, for sure, is interviewing the people with alopecia, because that was the first time I talked to other people with alopecia, ever. And it was through an interview process, which was interesting. Wow. Yeah. What was what was it like like getting to talk to people who looked like you who were going through the same thing? I I it was an amazing feeling. I was just so I was like thrilled. Not only because I was making something like in the first time talking to people who had alopecia was like on camera too. So I was just like 
in such a in such an, in an element. So, like I was in such a zone. I like I wanted to be there. It was like it was such an amazing feeling. And hearing their stories and seeing raw emotions, like people were crying and like telling me funny things. Like it was just so relatable. And this, I almost, I was like getting emotional too. It was just a beautiful experience. Did anything surprise you from your conversation with people? Did you learn anything new? Did you, was it like maybe a different um, perspective? Of- definitely different perspectives. I wouldn't say I learned anything new because what they were saying, I just understood everything. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really learn anything new, but I definitely, it was very interesting to see other people's perspectives. And I did learn that this sing, like one, this condition can affect so many people similarly. And like, we're all going through very similar yeah. things and there's every, there's always a process that someone needs to go through. And it's interesting to see when that, what people can do with the alopecia and like how when they overcome it they can like what you're doing you're making a podcast like what I did I made a film someone s- opened up a wig shop like it's just very interesting to see like after they overcome it what things are capable what possibilities of. Yeah. are there I think what I really liked about those interviews is that you got people like all different types of people you got kids you got mm-hmm. older people you got mothers like sons and it, that was really really neat to have that age disparity that was um Someone actually mentioned that there was a critic that came to the film and that was something that I pointed out because I'm also proud of that, that it just worked out that way. I didn't even really plan to that, for that to happen, but really? people just came, yeah, from all sorts of backgrounds and ages, like genders, which was exactly what I wanted, but yeah. that's just like, couldn't have been better. What did, so you had critics come to the film, what did they say? So yeah, this one critic came like from Exclaim, which is like a pretty big... Ooh. It's like a pretty big critic in Toronto, like the really cool magazine, and um, like surprisingly a really good review. Wow! I have to say from something because they're pretty hard on films. I think the fact that it is a student film and that it's very like close to heart that they were like a little nice <laughs> because it's, you know when you watch it there is those there, you can tell in some aspects that it is a student film, which what makes it unique and what gives it those quirks. They loved. They said that. The story and the originality is, like, amazing. That yeah. is, 100%. It's something that, I guess, if you don't have alopecia and you have no idea what this is, and this is something that's completely new to you, is mm-hmm. it's a very original story. And, like, mm-hmm, exactly. it's funny today at the at the session we had a couple of people who didn't have alopecia and, and they were just kind of part of um, – the one person was learning about hair loss from what I understood she was saying. She took some course about – um, hair loss and she was a hair loss practitioner and she just came to listen to other people's stories and she had no idea how much this impacted people emotionally and and in really every part of their life. We talked a little bit about it before and, and it's kind of a theme in your uh, story or in your film is like dating mm. and alopecia mm-hmm. and you know revealing not necessarily like intimate setting but like somebody who you really care about and, and what, what was that like for you maybe in the film but also in real life yeah if you don't mind sharing oh no no no. it's actually like a funny I don't know it's just like a very interesting aspect of alopecia as I'm sure you can understand like the dating process um yeah it's always awkward for sure and it's always uncomfortable but I learned quickly that it's something that needs to happen probably earlier on in the relationship better than later because it just gets harder but I dated a guy like outside of the movie this is like not to do with the movie at all but I dated a guy when I was like 18 for like a whole year we didn't talk about it and did he know 
yeah, he like he we never talked to it. I didn't tell him. He would he obviously knew like how can you date someone and not know like that you're wearing a wig? And he would, like he would, like touch my hair and he'd be like, What is this? And I'd be like, It's a clip, stop. Or like I would just it was so uncomfortable for me and I just didn't know how to tell him and I was so scared that he wouldn't like me anymore. I was like, that's like the um mindset I had back in the day like yeah. a few years ago. I just thought that people wouldn't be my friends anymore. It's a very reasonable mindset to have and I think mm-hmm. that's part of the journey that people go through. It's true, and it's just crazy because like I have there, like I've changed so much since then. And looking back at myself, it's like because we did me and me and this guy eventually did talk about it, and it was a beautiful conversation we had, and it really just gave me confidence because he finally asked me. <laughs> he finally got it out of me. He's like, "Listen, I have a question for you," and I'm like, and I knew what it was right away. And he's like, "Are you wearing a wig?" And then I'm like, "Yes." And then, and then we just talked about it for, like, hours because I was like, I can't believe that. Like, I'm so sorry I didn't tell you. Like, and then he just basically said, like, no matter, like, I don't care. Like, I really don't care. Like, I love you no matter what. And, like, that just gave me so much power. It does. I think that, you know, just being in relationships, appearance is something that is very important in in when you're dating and going through that. So, you know, people without alopecia have, like, body issues all the time and like are very self-conscious so it's an extra layer that you're always thinking about it's scary um what would you maybe say to somebody who's kind of going through that right now who's in that weird I want to start dating but I have alopecia I have a wig or you know what what do you what would you say to them I know it's so like when you're in that position it's so hard because no matter what someone tells you or what kind of advice they give you it's kind of you don't really, it's hard to take the advice. Yeah. I remember people would always tell me, just tell them, just tell them. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't take the advice. I guess. I think that's different advice coming from somebody who's going through it. That though, is true. Right? Like there's, that there's is advice. Very true. I didn't, yeah, I didn't have that. Yeah, there is advice from people who, who know you and, and who are not really, who don't have alopecia, but like are, are know you. And then there's people who maybe don't know you, but know alopecia, right? So it's like a whole different, mm-hmm. it's no, a different, it's very different perspective. Very different perspective, but. Um, what I would say is just tell them. <laughs> just tell them, be open. That's, being open is so key. It's so, 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 so hard. I understand it's so hard, but it will be so much better in the long run. Just be open. And, yeah. Um, you I know, can't... it's like, it was, yeah, exactly. It's like hard at different ages, though. Like at 18, I feel like it's a very, very hard age that at. It's a very hard age to deal with, like, a lot of different yeah. things. Now you yeah, have, yeah. like, a whole other layer of issues. And, you're like, more – I was, like, you know, you're more immature when it comes to stuff like that. So I was just all, like, that's why I was in that mindset. I was, like, I just didn't know what to do. Now I'm, like, a completely different person, and I would tell someone right off the bat. In fact, I'd want to meet someone bald, like, in my, like, bald state. I'd want to meet a guy like that because, like, everything is just there. And he's yeah. attra- if he's attracted to me like this, like – can only go from it's there. so funny. I was having a conversation. I think uh, this is actually a podcast episode too. It's, it's just um, dating and and uh, this girl that I interviewed. She says, you know, it's it's like we have an extra filter, right? We're kind of lucky because now we yeah. can weed out the, the oh, bad yes. ones yeah, really yeah. early on. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All my friends say that too because like on Tinder actually, <laughs> I have Tinder, no, whatever, whatever, no judgment. Um, my last photo on my Tinder is a photo of me bald, like other photos of me like with different wigs on and the last one of me bald because. Has ever, anybody ever said anything like on Tinder to um, you about that? Yeah, actually a few people. And then that's, it's a filter. Even on Tinder, like Tinder is like the best place to have a filter on because there's yeah. so many, whatever, Tinder's Tinder. So it's just to see and it's just to really show like what kind of guys are out there and 
few guys have said, wow, you look great with a shaved head. Like, yeah. I don't actually know what I have. But they're like, wow, we're like, what a cool photo. Like, you rock the shaved head. They don't know that I, like, have alopecia, but... How does that make you feel when somebody says you look really, really good bald? Oh, it's the best compliment ever. It's especially nice to come from, an, like, a guy or, like, a significant other who's, like, interested in me. Because that just goes to show that they are good people and they don't, like, it's all, it's more than just the surface, right? For I feel like those compliments are so much more genuine and authentic. I value that more mm-hmm. because... You know, I'm in like a vulnerable state. I remember I, so I was saying I recently shaved my head and somebody said to me, oh, you look like such a badass. People have said to me before, you know, think that in specific because I was so vulnerable and that compliment meant so much more to me. Oh, of course, of yeah. course, of course, yeah. How do you think this film has really changed your perception yeah, of yourself? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of just like two <laughs> seconds ago. How are we going to weed into this? But I... I think it's changed me in multiple, multiple ways. Like, um, I when I go out bald now, I used to be so nervous and so timid. But now when I go out bald, I have a brand new attitude. I was actually telling my mom the other day, like when I go out with a wig on or vice versa, like go bald, I um, I feel like a different person. Like I have a different personality. And really? I actually have better days when I go out bald. Wow. Yeah, I've just realized that because <laughs> I'm just much, I'm a more sincere version of myself and people appreciate that, I find. So when do you find that you go out bald versus wearing a wig? It really depends. It really just depends on when I wake up. Like, what do I want to, like, what am I going to wear today? Do I want to wear a wig? Do I want to go bald? It's a very last minute decision. In the wintertime, I like to wear wigs because it's warm, cold. Yeah, yeah. In the summertime, it's definitely like more no wig vibes. Do you go, is there a specific place that you'll go that you'll be like, okay, I'm comfortable going here bald, but I want to go here and wear a wig? Definitely. There's definitely a part of that. But I'm getting to the point now where I like to challenge myself. So if I know it's somewhere that I would have been uncomfortable going bald, I will go bald just to test myself. so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it's like I'm playing it. It's almost, it is a challenge for myself, and it's also... It makes your days so much more interesting because you see people, how people react to it, and mm-hmm. that kind of shows me like what kind of person they are, like how their personalities like, and it's just it's just very it's very entertaining and fascinating when you go bald. Yeah. I really think I think everyone should try it. Who has oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's funny because even for me, going to the grocery store. Uh, sometimes it's, okay, I'm going to wear my wig because I know somebody who's going to be at that grocery store. And then if it's a grocery store that's far away from my house, I don't mind. Right, yeah, that's something that I struggled with too. It's like if I'm one specific person I'll be really uncomfortable with and I wouldn't wear my wig. It's very hard, but... I kind of had to switch my mind that, like, switched switched on, and I was just like, who cares? Like, I I want them to see me this way. What, um, What did you tell people when you were making this movie? Yeah, that was cool. I sh- the thing is, it was all over my Facebook and Instagram and all my social media, so I, um, I didn't kind of have to tell someone face What was, like, that first time you posted? What was that about? It? What oh, was that, like? that was so scary. <laughs> I had to post a video, a promo video of my film. Oh, my gosh. And it was, a, it was with a bunch of people who had alopecia at the very end. It was me saying, oh, my name's Trista, I can't, like, it was, like, a little teaser video to my movie, and I almost, like, it has me, like, taking my wig off, but, like, cuts before you see my bald head, <laughs> but that was where my first, that was my first, like, I had alopecia, guys, what's up? What and was that like? Wow. It was crazy. The video got so much attention. It was, like, had so many shares. It has, like, 
over 25,000 views. I don't even know. It has a lot of views. Wow. It's really, it went viral. I got so many messages. Not viral, but you. <laughs> it went back. like our version of viral. Yeah. Which is- <laughs> um, and I got a lot of inboxes and lots of text messages just being like, they were just, a lot of my friends were just shocked. Like, Trista, I can't believe you did this. Like, congratulations. I'm so proud of you because, you know, a lot of everyone knew, right? And that's yeah. the thing that I just had to realize that. I'm not living in this little bubble of denial. Like, you know, everyone yeah, yeah. knew I had alopecia. just got to accept that. But there were some people who didn't, and that was cool, and they were very, like, fascinated by it. So. Yeah, it's funny. So I did sort of did the same thing when I released this podcast. Nobody nobody in my, like, circle of, of acquaintances or people that I knew basically from Facebook, uh, people that I knew in person and, and close friends of, of mine knew, but but posting on, on Facebook was something that was really, really scary for me. I had written this big, long post saying, I, I don't know, I think it was about the podcast at the time, and I was just announcing it, and I had the message written, and it took me 10 minutes just to press send, mm-hmm. right? Like, it was just like, oh my god, what yeah. are people going to say? Oh yeah, yeah, it took me 10 minutes. Just to click at the enter yeah, button, right? It was like, and then you just have to do it, right? There's yeah. something in your mind that's just like, you got to do it. It was funny. I called my boyfriend. I said, okay, you have to count down for me. <laughs> you count down and then I'll press that one. So yeah, yeah, it, it helped. But um, it's so worth it though, right? It is. It so is 100% worth it. Worth it. How has having alopecia changed you as a person? But then also how is doing this movie changed you as a person? They go completely hand in hand. Yeah, so, you know, like, when it first happened to me, it changed my life because suddenly I had, I was wearing a wig every single day. Like, that's going to change someone's life, for sure, in, like, multiple aspects. At that point, it wasn't for the good. Like, it was, there were, it changed my life for the worse, honestly. Like, it was very hard. You're 10 years old. That's a really hard time. It did change my life in a really negative way, and I didn't see any positive aspects of having alopecia at all. Not until, like, the past few years um for like 10 years it was the worst thing that could have happened to me in my eyes and I became so guarded I became so closed off because of this and so stressed and swaying away every day pretending that people don't know and like hoping that people won't notice it's so much anxiety for a teenager to go crazy like how um someone mentioned today about like dancing and with yeah. a wig on your head like hoping how it doesn't do you, fall off i know terrifying that's kind of like that that just brought back a lot of emotions <laughs> because i had to do that i went to summer camp with a wig on trying to keep that on the entire week so that changed my life 100 percent. made me the person i am right now but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have made this movie, which completely changed my life in the, for the best because I'm free. I really think the best part about having alopecia is that it sets you apart from other people and it makes you different. And people appreciate that, appreciate that about somebody is their differences and their vulnerability. Like just being, just exposing a, a flaw, in quotes. It is, in a way. Um, and you have to take that and you have to use it to your ability. And you have to use that to move ahead in life. You can totally use your alopecia to move ahead in life because it makes, like I said, it sets you apart and um, it kind of, it makes you a better person. I think from my perspective, the good things about alopecia is that it makes you a better person. It makes you, I kind of bit, maybe more empathetic to people's issues and kind of just makes you stronger, right? You've gone through this. And like someone mentioned today in the meeting that this, um, this in a way is is a way to educate people and it is our job in a way to educate people like what you're doing with this podcast mm-hmm. and what I do with my film for example that is educating people on like a bigger larger scale 
And I think that's, that is what we're meant to do with this condition is because not everyone's perfect and we're living in a society today that puts so much emphasis on how the way you look. People are getting like lip jobs and like <laughs> fake eyelashes and like spending thousands on dollars on clearing up their skin and like like going on an insane diet. It's just that needs to stop and I think having alopecia is going like leading society in a better direction if you are okay with it and you're showing your true self to people, they will appreciate that and it will and in some ways it will help society like kind of rethink if you put it on for display. sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect note to end <laughs> our conversation on. Thank you so much for for joining and for talking today. It's very inspiring to me. I'm sure it's going to be inspiring to everybody else who listens to this. And that's it for this episode of the Alopecia Project. Thank you to Trista for taking the time to speak with us. And for anyone who's interested, I've linked the Foxy Facebook page to the show notes. I highly recommend that you check it out. I also want to give a big, big thank you to our producer, Sarah McMichael, for making everything sound as amazing as it does. And thank you to all of you for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Music, or Google Play. Catch you next time.